You're listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. This is your seat at the table. Hello and welcome to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. This is Darren Clark, the producer of the show. And we've had a lot of new people joining us and I just wanted to say thank you and we value your time. Now also, if you want to dig deeper with Roland, head over to businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash epic, E-P-I-C, and you can learn all about how to take your business to the next level with Roland. So go to businesslunchpodcast.com forward slash epic. Now, in 2019, we talked to the coder that went all in on affiliate marketing, Ray Sinlao. In today's episode, we're sharing some highlights from that conversation in one bite-sized chunk. You can hear Roland's full conversation with Ray on episode 114 if you're interested in his story. But before this conversation, Ray wasn't doing podcasts or speaking engagements. He preferred to fly under the radar. But make no mistake, he has achieved huge success in a seriously short amount of time. So let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business Lunch. I am here today with our guest, Ray Sinlau. Ray, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and uh, Ray, you're, will you tell us a little bit about your business? What is the business that you have right now? So I do affiliate marketing. Okay. So companies will come to me, like networks, or even like the direct companies will reach out to me. And like I've built a pretty decent name for myself in the industry. Okay. A couple of things to start. One is, and I just want to share this since we talked about it, but you've built an eight-figure business. Ray did not want me to say that because he agreed that I could, but he didn't want to because he didn't want to sound guru-y or, uh, <laughs> or cringy. He said sometimes when you're listening to people, it's, it can sound weird to say that. But I, I want you guys to know that he's the real deal. He's got a significant business. He's built up you know, a large amount of monthly recurring revenue, which we talk about a lot on the show, and so that you're somebody that everybody should listen to. So just so people understand, can you kind of say what is a network and you know, so that people understand that a little bit better? So an affiliate network, I guess they just manage the connection between advertisers, the people who own the products, and the actual affiliates. Mm-hmm. So they'll handle all the negotiating, like increasing the price and like pretty much like promising the advertiser uh, volume and then also helping out the affiliates. So are you comfortable saying any of the products you have and we can, we can make up a product if you're not, cause I know it's like, you know, I don't want more people I mean, in that. Yeah, we do all kinds of products from pick, pick one, any one we'll say. One of them is like a translator. Okay. Translate like software or a, a physical thing? Uh, like a physical thing. You just talk into okay, it. So I own a physical translator company. I've got my box and I come to the affiliate network and say, Hey, I'd like people to sell this. Right. Yes. And then the affiliate network says what? So they'll, they'll say like, okay, cool. We'll reach out to our network of affiliates and then kind of pitch it to the affiliates. They'll usually build up like a document saying like, hey, you could reach like men, women in the United States that are interested in like Oprah or, or some random thing. And then they'll pitch it to the affiliates. Then the affiliates will take the creatives that they find. Creatives meaning the ads and stuff oh, like, like that. Oh, like the ads and stuff like that. Right. And just like launch it on Facebook, Outbrain or whatever okay. traffic sources are. So they're like. a broker basically, right? Yeah, they pretty much broker it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And they come to you though, you said, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. How, how does that work? Well, I'm kind of like known in that space a little bit. Okay. So like I go to like affiliate world and stuff like that. Okay. And how did you get known? Friends. I'm just like friends with them, I guess. Like, yeah. How did you get to be plus, friends with them? I, I just, I'd like, oh, okay, so, I want to kind of go through the evolution of this. So maybe the best thing to do is to start back a little bit earlier. So let's go back to, how old are you now? 33. 33. Okay, let's go back to your first entrepreneurial experience. When was that? 
the first time that you did something entrepreneurial to make some money. <laughs> I can't talk about that, but I sold liquor out of the back of my car in high school. Yeah, some, I did all kinds of stuff crazy like stuff. That. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so more risky entrepreneurial activities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I always wanted to like get into like the more legit stuff. So let's start with the first legit one, huh? <laughs> okay. So this is what happened. It was 2012 and I got my girlfriend pregnant mm-hmm. and I was like a security guard making like $10 an hour. Okay. And I was just like, how do I like support a kid off like $10 an hour, which right. is like pretty much impossible. Yeah. And I had like no skill set. I didn't go to college. Right. And then what I did was like, I started running some like AdWords traffic to a background check offer. Okay. And it just like started picking up like. So an offer where one of those things you see, you know, find out about Joe you yeah. know, or something like, like that. Search about your next door neighbor, or like find out if your girlfriend's cheating or something okay. like that. Okay. So uh, I started that and like, I mean, it ran for like three years, like profitably. So now that's an interesting thing too is so there were tons of people doing that, right? Like that's an offer that um, was. I don't know if a ton of people are doing it, okay. but like, cause that offer has been around for a long time. Uh-huh. The way that like the affiliate thing works is like everyone just hops onto the next thing every time. Right. So like people had already hopped off of that. Okay. So well, actually that's a kind of a cool insight though for people, yeah. right? So would you recommend if CBD is hot or crypto or something like that, don't go there because there's so much competition and traffic and look at what was hot maybe six months or a year ago? No, I don't, I don't do that. I just like for my thing, whenever I talk to people, I'm just like, just stick to what you're good at. Okay. So, but you weren't good at background offers before, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like in our industry, you notice like something pops up, it'll be like Snapchat ads. People will literally like let their old campaigns die and just like jump onto Snapchat. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, I failed. And I'm like, damn, like you didn't have to like let everything else die. Right. Because otherwise you're starting a new business basically every time the next offer comes along. Right. Yeah. And everyone's just like, something will pop up in the forum and then everyone will be like, everyone does that now. And it just gets so competitive. What kind of forums? Um, so there's like STM form to stack that money. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's that one and there's like, do you know what Telegram is? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like one with like a thousand people in it. Really? Yeah. So how, how would people find those things? Like, you'd have to like know somebody who's in it. For that one. Okay. And then they'll add you to it. Okay. But STM is relatively open, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like $99 a month. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get into affiliate marketing, that's probably the best way to start. Yeah. And like yeah. the Telegram one, is that just people sharing or is that a paid profit thing? Uh, it's like people sharing. Okay. I don't know anyone in the group either. Yeah. It's weird. But like you see kind of some really cool stuff. Like I've picked out some things. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody was looking for an offer to run, because it's kind of overwhelming from when you first start doing that too, how would you suggest that they pick what to do? You have to find an affiliate network mm-hmm. and get paired up with like a affiliate manager. Okay. And then they will typically tell you like what's hot and what to run. Okay. Are there any affiliate networks that you think are particularly friendly for that kind of stuff? Yeah, like some of my friends own Direct Focus Online. Okay. That's a good one. Directfocusonline.com. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Verve. Okay. You could probably hit up my friend Maya Willens. Okay. <laughs> she'll at, she'll and love that's me for at, this. At Verve? Yeah. Okay. Maya Willens. Maya Willens. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then there's also Giddy Up. Okay. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So reach out to those guys. Okay, great. And do you like those more than like the um, Commission Junction and those kinds of older, more established, been around forever kinds of I mean, of those are, those those other ones I've never got to work. Yeah. Just because okay. they don't really have like as dedicated affiliate managers, I feel like. Okay. I don't know. I don't, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. you. You can like never hear from anybody. Yeah, because it could, it's literally like thousands of offers. That's most of them are untested. Okay. And they're just like, all right, just try whatever you want. And that never works. Like, especially if you're just coming in uh-huh. and you like see like a thousand offers and you're like, all right, I want to try out this like credit thing. I want to try out like this selling mugs or selling t-shirts as like an inexperienced person. You don't really like understand like what people actually want. Right. You're going to end up like, 
launching it, wasting time, and then also losing a ton of money. Okay. That's actually really good advice because I think that people go, like those are giant, they've been around forever. and But the affiliate manager sounds like you're saying that's like a key thing. You got to yeah, find a good affiliate the manager. The affiliate manager thing is like probably the most important thing. Okay. Other than being friends with people, because a lot of the stuff that I did was like, I knew somebody and they're like, dude, try this out. And oh, then okay. I tried that. But the next level to that is the affiliate manager. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So you found an offer that you want to do. What's next? Uh, we work like 16 hours a day, like seven days a week. <laughs> and what are you doing? Like what is happening during those 16 hours? That's another big thing that I feel like most marketers like leave out. Yeah. It's just like writing copy. Yeah. Because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to like make this ad. I'm going to like make it tricky. I'm going to throw it up there and then like the algorithm is going to take care of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've seen people lose tons of money that way. And yeah. like it works sometimes yeah. if someone else already like prepared all that stuff for you. But a lot of marketers like completely leave out that whole like copywriting stuff. Okay. Do the you actual have a sales. resource that you like for that? Like you like ad skills for the other stuff? Great leads. And then Great also leads. just following like Justin's Facebook yeah. to, you know, you know, Justin, right? I do. Yeah. He yeah, spoke yeah. at Orem. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, nice. Cool. Yeah. He's okay. like one of my, my buddies. He lets me go to his events for free and stuff. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and Great Leads, just for people who want to follow up on that, that is a book. That's, that's a, a program. book. So the way I would explain great leads, it's like jujitsu for sales copy. So like it helps you understand. That's like, Mark Ford, right? Michael Masterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Ford's his real name. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. It's like jujitsu for for sales copy. Okay. So you understand like where someone's level is at, uh-huh. and then attack them at that level. Okay. Versus like the way that, like I'm not gonna say like most marketers, but a lot of people. We'll just attack every single problem like with the yeah. same thing. They're like, okay, open it up with this. Right. Say this in the middle. It's and then not say as this in the middle. That. Say this. It's like right. you can't just like step into everything the exact same way. Right. Okay. So now you're putting that together, you've got the offer. How do you make your first sale? You go to Facebook, a Google ad, what do you yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, right now we're only doing actually no, we're not only doing Facebook right now, but we started out with only Facebook. Okay. So you start on Facebook, you put up the ad. And um, build a landing page, and it's an affiliate offer, so no inventory, no fulfillment, anything like that. What kind of commissions do you look for when you're looking for something like this? For me, I usually try to work around like the thirty-five dollar to like ninety dollar payout. So page. a CPA, just a, a cost per acquisition, where yeah. you you get a bounty if you get a customer, they pay you X dollars. Yeah. Okay. Do you negotiate anything higher, or do you just take what they get? Yeah, you can negotiate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you can negotiate all kinds of stuff. So say somebody's offering thirty-five bucks on something. Do you have any kind of thought like? What do you start thinking or how do you determine what you need to get to make this worth your while? You could always say like, hey, I'm trying to scale. Mm-hmm. Like, Because what some people do is they scale it up unprofitably or not even unprofitably, but like break even uh-huh. and then ask for like a pay bump. Right. And then like once that pay bump happens, then like the profit then starts coming in. Yeah. Okay. But every time you start an offer too, like obviously the affiliate network's not going to just volunteer to give you more money. Right. Especially if you didn't do anything. Like, right. If you have like zero sales mm-hmm. or like even 10 sales a day or something, and then you ask for more money, they're just going to be like, why? Okay. So do you follow that and that you don't go in in advance? You kind of wait, build it up a little bit and then go yeah, in? Yeah, you usually want to have like a couple hundred sales going. A couple hundred a day? I mean, at least a couple hundred. Just a couple hundred. So okay. like usually around like for me, like at 500 or something, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, all right, what about like five more dollars or something? Okay. You and is, is that kind of where, where you're after? Or are you saying I've determined that my cost per acquisition for me to get a buyer is X and I need to make this much to break even on it or to make money or do you have any formulas that you use or is it just, you know, Hey, how about another five? Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's sometimes it's that. Too. Okay. It's like both. Okay. Cause like if you, if you notice like a rise or whatever, and then like, if you also notice that there's not that much competition, mm-hmm. like 
if you kind of find out like you might be the only one running it. Right. Because yeah, like, there's spy tools on the internet yeah. that you could use to see what other people are doing. Yeah. So if you don't see that many people and you're like, oh, I'm like the only one. Nice. Okay. You're like, I wonder what like the average order value is. You know, and then yeah. like you're like, all right, I wonder how much more I could get out of this. Okay. So then you just like ask for more. But then there's also like the situations where if it hits Q4 and then like all of a sudden ad costs go up, uh-huh. then you're like, hey, I can't maintain this scale without right. it. Then you you just have to be like, hey, you either give me like $10 more or I cut everything off right now. Okay. That's a cool thing that you just mentioned, the seasonality of expenses and ads. Around Christmas, everybody's spending money. Around elections, everybody's spending money. So ad costs can go up. How do you balance that out or, or deal with that? I guess like a really good, I mean, this is like not a secret either. Like mm-hmm. a really good thing to do during the holidays is like, like 20 best Christmas gifts. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The listicles. Anything for ad costs? Any strategies that you were like, this actually is going to make a, a difference that you can share? Because it's something we found like at our e-com businesses too, is is when an election happened or when it was the Christmas holidays or the December holidays, depending on what you follow, that you just kind of stop. We just would roll it back during that time because it just wasn't profitable. I've actually done that where I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the retreat, I'm trying to get out that retreat. Yeah, is there I'm anything to, great there? I, I mean, but like last year, we, we kind of just cruised straight through it. Like, yeah. You're just like, okay. I don't know if it was like just different that year, but okay. the previous two years, we, I remember just killing it like entirely in December and just restarting in January. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what we ended up. We tried so many things and we ended up doing that. So I didn't yeah. know if you had, had broken through that. So you mentioned the spy tools, uh, which is one of my favorite things. What spy tools do you like and what do they do? There's AdBeat. It's mostly for like native and display stuff. So you'll find that stuff there. Mm-hmm. Find the websites. You could kind of see like the websites that other people are running it on. And then like if you're only running Facebook, like target that website interest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's also another one called AdSpy. Mm-hmm. It's a Facebook. Is that your favorite tool. one for because Facebook ones come and go? They get shut down a whole lot because of Facebook saying, you know, yeah, ah, we don't like that. Yeah, Ad I mean, Spy that's just like favorite one that, right now. That's one that works. Yeah, yeah. Any I others? Don't, I don't really have like favorites okay. ones because I know that those go away so quickly. They do. Yeah, yeah. What else do you use? What else do you like on the tools side of things for that? Kind a lot of, stuff? of the stuff too is just like so. Here's like something that my team does that I know a lot of people don't do is like we create like a private group and all the employees are like using Facebook. So you create a private group for a pri- just a private group that okay. all the teams in. Okay. And then for your like, team. Yeah. Okay. And then as like everyone just scrolling through, like using Facebook as usual, if they see an ad that they like, they just share it to that group. Oh, okay. So okay, it's like cool. your own like database of like ads that you all Got like. It. And okay. then like every week, usually we'll just go over like, Hey, I really like this ad. And then, so I actually have like a creative director now. He'll just go and like make it. That's cool. So, yeah. so how do you get shown those ads? Is there like, do you go and click and like the offer or the publisher or the whoever the product um, maker is? How, I think how do you after, get? I think after enough time, like especially if you're clicking on similar offers and you just get pixel, they just showing start them. showing up. Yeah. And then when you like like them and share them, like they just start showing you more stuff like okay. that. And is that so? Pretty much my entire feed is just like all my competitors, <laughs> all stuff your competitors. And, and me. Okay, nice. Yeah, great. All right. So now you have two people working for you. How are you dealing with finding new people to work to build a team of 15 people and how do you pay them and keep them motivated? Okay, so it's a percentage mm-hmm. of the profit. Okay. Is there any draw at all? Draw. Uh, any uh, payment, any base salary or anything like that? Um, it's all per, you, for you the developers there is, but like for the uh, media buyers, no. Okay. And how does yeah. that work? How do you comp them? So just percentage of the profit margin. Okay. So yeah. let's say you have an offer... You get paid, uh, I'm going to use round numbers because it's easy for math. You get paid 100 bucks on the offer 
and it costs you 60 bucks to generate the buyer. So you got a 40 margin on that. How would you oh, so recommend like, paying something? So they just have like a, whatever the profit is, I just give them like a, I mean, it just depends on their, their level too. What would the range be? Uh, between like 15 to like 30%, which okay. is like really- 30 is really yeah, good. Yeah, nice. Okay, so 30% of your profit margin. So yeah, if you're like making some $40- of my, Some of the people who work for me make like, what doctors make. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And <laughs> how insane. long? And, and are these are people you trained up from kind of nothing? Yeah. And they've only been doing it for like four months. That's so Like cool. literally, I cut one guy like a $30,000 check yes? last, last month. That's all right. Yeah. What has worked the best for you in this business that you were kind of like surprised? Like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's, I didn't expect that to go that way. I don't know. I've just been in for like a long time. It just, so you can say nothing surprised you. That's that's yeah. totally cool. Yeah, because like we've the thing about us is we're constantly testing every okay. single time. Okay. Has anything surprised you that didn't work out that you thought was going to be good, and then you're like, ah. Oh yeah. I mean, like so when we hired the filmmaker, he made this like amazing video, and I mean it was like beautiful, like something you would see on TV. Right. And everyone was like so stoked. We're like, yes, this is gonna like crush it for us. And then when we launched it, people were just like, ah, and like it died. So did you find, and that you wouldn't have known if you hadn't tested. And yeah. I know what you're talking about because yeah. it just seems like over and over highly produced videos, they come they across as inauthentic maybe. It's the, the, the rawness. So do you shoot, use video in your ads and your stuff like that? Yeah. How do you shoot it? How do you produce it? What, what oh, works the best? I mean, this part's like pretty cool. Yeah? Because like the guy I hired, he's like a legit filmmaker mm-hmm. and he auditioned everyone. Uh-huh. And like previously when I would shoot it, I would just like hire two Actors or models or I don't even know. Go to an agency or whatever. Yeah, so they're just like, all right, like bring people. me two like usually like pretty hot chicks or whatever. Right. And then they'd show up and we would have no script. We would just be like, all right, stand right here. And then like hold it like this and say, I really like this. You know, or just something <laughs> right. weird like that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we're just like standing there and like, all right, like change your shirt. And then like do this. And, you know, it was just weird. Right. And I mean, I hired one or we hired like one actress, not recently, but like two years ago. Uh-huh. Where she like couldn't even like read, so I was like, "Damn, like <laughs> it's on the teleprompter." Yeah, oh, uh, you don't yeah. read. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, damn." I mean, it's not that she couldn't read; she couldn't read on camera. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so she, it was like stage frightish kind of thing. I or? don't know. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, so the current video creative director, yeah, actually brought in like 20 people, auditioned them, had them send in like audition tapes, did like exercises, like, "Hey, pick up this notebook here and pretend that it's like 200 pounds." So then they'll be on stage like. Interesting. Like pulling it and they're like, okay, cool. Like you can do your body thing. It's like, all right, so act surprised. And then, you know, he like, we'll read it. And so I'm just sitting there. Really cool. Yeah. And then, so we have this database now of like really good actors. Okay. And anytime we need something, we're just like, hey, this is like the perfect person for this. That's so cool. And where are you located? Are you in LA where there's a billion actors? Oh, no, we're in San Diego. You're in San Diego. Okay. So kind of normal people just it's not like a huge acting town so you're getting yeah yeah and do you use agencies or do you just run like uh, we actually use or? like one agency yeah i don't remember their name okay but usually we just get like people from craigslist okay that's awesome sweet we just audition ourselves and stuff that's pretty cool and what percentage of would you say like what's working best video stills what kind of i mean right now we do video and image but okay. so far our videos have been going like really really well yeah yeah. Okay, cool. So um, just if people wanted, I know you're shy and don't like to speak and stuff like that, but if people wanted to apply to make $30,000 a month with you, like your uh, brother-in-law? Oh, it's my actual brother. Your actual brother. Yeah. Or work on the team or just find out more to stay in touch with you or see what you're doing. Is there any place that they could do that? Yeah, just Facebook. Facebook? So just reach out. It's like Race and Lau. Okay. You want to spell it. it for them so they're listening? They can... R-A-Y-S-I-N-L-A-O. Cool. 
Yes. Nice. And the company, you don't even have a company webpage, which is awesome. I don't right? have that. The, the thing about not having a company website is like when you're trying to hire people, uh-huh. they start getting sketched out. Especially developers are like, searched everywhere, haven't found one thing about you guys. What's going on? And I'm like, ah, it's because like, and then I have to explain like the whole business and they're like, okay, I get it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Then, they, then they're cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming in and taking the time to do this. Yeah, I think cool. it's a lot of great stuff to share and um, really appreciate you doing it. Cool. Thanks, Roland. Thanks. You've been listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. And for more information, go to businesslunchpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. What if three days could change the course of your business in 2023? Get Scalable Live is where you'll gain great clarity on the next steps that will help you create the business, life, and wealth you deserve. Connect with business owners and entrepreneurs just like you, hungry for advice, proven strategies, and necessary connections to grow a business. Literally, million-dollar conversations are happening in the hallways, in the bathrooms, across tables. Get Scalable Live at Fairmont Austin, November 2nd through 4th. Tickets are on sale now at GetScalableLive.com.